0: As humans we go through so many ups and downs So many good seasons, bad seasons Performing is the thing that he loves most in this world For him to say that he didn't want to do it I was concerned You know sometimes we want to give up He's taken a very long break And he's ready to express himself through music again This album is different because of where I'm at in my life There's a lot of pressure It's gotta be pressure Hey, Connected fam, here we are for another week. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to stop saying us because there is no one else that you're joining but me. I suppose you are technically joining everyone else that listens to this podcast week after week. But uh, thank you for choosing to spend time with me. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing uh, Justin Bieber And a little bit of his story, a little bit of his journey, I must say. So let me be like completely transparent with you all right now. I actually don't know any of his songs apart from the recent ones. And that's only because I've been interested in what's been happening in his life. But yeah, I actually couldn't even tell you any of his songs prior to the ones that he's released in the last week or fortnight whatever it is but there was so many aspects of his journey that I was like wow I'm like let Christians learn from this let me continually learn from this so let me share with you what I learned about good old Justin Bieber all right so this episode we are going to give a listener appreciation to Ryan Sinclair um He is just someone who has liked our page and I hope he listens to the podcast. If not, thanks for liking the page anyway. I am getting to the point now where I think I have given appreciation awards to everyone that I know personally to a certain degree uh, or at least I know or have been given their feedback regarding the podcast. So I decided from this week on I'm literally just going to close my eyes scroll through the likes that the Facebook page has received so you know how you can go into the analytics and you can get who has liked the page so i'm just going to close my eyes scroll and then put my finger on like one person and that's the person i'm giving appreciation award so ryan you get the first random point with my finger appreciation award. So thank you for liking the page and um I hope you listen to the podcast if not that's cool. Maybe this will be the first episode that you listen to. All right. So I want to share with you a little bit on what's been going on with Justin. Um for those who don't know him, um he was really popular like I'm I'm just really guessing this like maybe like 2010 around there maybe maybe a little later just what i'm trying to work out um but he was like really young and started singing and just was i think it was one of like the first people that became like a superstar just from their youtube online videos that they recorded by themselves kind of thing and he just hit stardom really quick he became really popular, sold like millions of records, has made like a a truck and a half worth of money, if that's like, it's like a massive, like semi-trailer kind of truck that he would have money's worth. But um, the guy is extremely successful, extremely well known. And um, the reason why I came across his stuff is because I've been doing a lot of research uh, for my YouTube channel. I've actually had to look a lot at YouTube stuff, which I don't usually binge on YouTube a lot. Uh, there are specific things that I do like to watch on YouTube, but I don't generally just go on YouTube just to see what's what's trending or what's what's big at the time. Uh, there's specific things that I gone to YouTube for, but in my period of researching, I actually found the trending. Tab on YouTube, which basically gives you like what is trending, what is the most popular watched video at the moment, and every day it it varies uh, usually it stays pretty constant for the first two or three days, so anyway, so I had a look on there, and as I was doing my research, I wanted to see sort of what was popular at the time, what kind of genres are popular in YouTube trending stuff and just roughly having a look at what the content is and how it's produced just so I get an idea of you know what's popular what people think are pretty cool now I did that then I sort of researched like real fa- like famous bloggers I'm sorry vloggers and had a look at like what their content was like how they presented their information how they edited their videos Was it like extremely fancy and so I just spent a lot of time just researching a lot of different things. Anyway, as I discovered the trending bar, I started getting into this like habit of just having a look at what's going on because I found that... When you have a look at the trending tab on YouTube, okay, I'm really like, I'm expanding on this thing more than I should. Here comes another episode, guys, just warning you already. But when you have a look at what is trending at at the time or on that day, it really is a reflection of what's going on in the YouTube space, which is basically a reflection of what is going on in our society in terms of our younger generation. And I don't include myself in that. I include people that are younger than me in that younger generation. But as I sort of watched just what was going on in the trending videos, and I have been probably for the last six months, I just keep an eye out on what's going, what people are interested in. But specifically, I must say, like I tend to keep an eye on like the biggest hits, the biggest music hits. And yeah, that's what I tend to do. So I tend to I have probably a better awareness of music trends in the last six months than I probably have in the last 15 years. Only because I am so, like, I'm, my mind is blown away at how many views a music video clip gets when the song is released. And I honestly believe that there is, the power of music is so strong, the way that it can influence or is a reflection of what society's values are or what we esteem as being worth watching. Um I really just like to see what's going on. Okay, enough of that. In amongst the trending stuff, uh Justin Bieber's um little doco that he's done had come up in the first the first video or the first episode for the first season. And I was like, oh Let me have a look and see what this thing's all about Uh, because it was getting quite a lot of views and I just thought, oh, well, it'd be interesting to see what this kid's got to say now because I've never listened to any of his stuff. I don't really know much of his stuff. I knew he got in a bit of trouble with the police at one stage, but I didn't even know why. So I started, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this thing is great. I'm like, I will be watching this all the way through. And I have, I've watched every episode that has been released. I don't recommend it, like I don't think I'm going to tell everyone, oh you must go watch it, but um, for me I really, I have learned so much from his journey, I have learned so much about him as a human and <clears throat> I I often, I mean there is so much of... My ministry, at least my digital ministry, that I base so much around what, um, in terms of content, with what uh, Caleb Isley is doing with Humans of Adventism, Um, to be totally honest with you, I just, I I have such respect and I, I just value so much when people are willing to be vulnerable. So that they can be understood, but that so that also that so that it can help someone else, and I think, I, I mean, I believe that I've tried to be as vulnerable as I can with everyone throughout this podcast of what my journey has been like, coming from an extremely conservative, or as I like to say, extremely conserv, uh, ex- extremely, extremely committed walk with God, uh, where. You know, you all know the extent of um, how conservative or how committed I was. Um, So for me to be able to be vulnerable and really share with people what's going on, what's been happening in my life and in the past probably five years of my Adventist Christian journey... I really wanted it to be something that people are like, okay, wow, I never saw it that way. I never understood it that way. I want you all to have a glimpse of what it was like for me living in that kind of walk with God. So I really value anything that that is like that. I remember I even watched like a Taylor Swift little interview where she talks about the way that her music shifted from being something that she just sung things about people, what people wanted to hear and to be really pleasant and not push anyone's buttons, not stir up the pot kind of thing. And then she's like, but you know what, then I just, I'd had enough. And so her music took a shift and it got maybe a little more political or maybe she started addressing more things that she wanted to touch that were of a personal concern to her. So, I love hearing stories like that where people just had a shift in their journey in their path, and whether that is a personal shift, like Taylor Swift or whether it's a spiritual shift, I really value just um having a deeper understanding of of what's happened, why have they changed and Justin's docco, like the season to like i I have like a degree of affection for this kid um And I say that like as if like I'm like really old and super mature and I'm looking down at him like a wise old woman. But I have so much respect for that guy because I see through this docker I've seen so much of the vulnerability but so much of the transparency that I I see him as like a human. He's not this celebrity got it all together making lots of money living the life doing the drugs having the sex like I actually see him as just a young guy a young guy who's trying to do life and as I as I listened as I watched the doco and I'm just getting so many insights of the challenges that he has gone through the difficulties the insecurities the pressure of been like celebrity the pressure of um, always having people criticizing his creativity the pressure of getting to hate the very thing that you loved and which was his music as I as I I was as I've been watching all of this and then he speaks like of people that have been in his life and uh, things that have affected him his health affected him and got him down into a really low low spot Uh, really dark, Um, in the peak of his drug use, you know, he shares that uh, he experienced a lot of betrayal from people, from people that were close to him, like, everything that the guy went through, I'm just like, and you went through because you're human, like, you're a human living in a sinful, evil world, and trying to come out on top, trying to survive it, trying to navigate it, trying to, like, stay afloat and as I really thought about that and I just I just am really touched really touched by seeing his story I have a soft spot for this guy now I literally like I see his face and I smile and a lot of other stuff has come up cuz he's been promoting his new new album and the new songs and stuff and so a lot of stuff comes up on my trending page and I don't necessarily watch it all or look at it cuz it doesn't really interest me but I just see his the face his face on the thumbnails and I just smile it's like kid like I know you what's what's been happening kind of thing it's just it's just made like a connection with him not because he sells millions of records, not because of his you know latest song, but it was just like because I see you as a guy who's just trying to do life and as i as I just have been reflecting on him so much, I was like, you know what if If we could smile at people and specifically in the church, if we could just smile and be like, if we could like look at people and be like, I get you, when they're going through struggles, when they're going through battles, um, uh, maybe when it appears that they've, you know, walking away from God, maybe they've left the church, maybe they're going through a difficult time, maybe it's just a really messy period in their life and everything that they do at church is just horrible, um. Maybe they're just in a position right now where they're just choosing to live a life of sin over a life of righteousness, whatever it is that people are going through. At the end of like all the the episodes that I've watched so far, like I know if, if Justin was to like mess up again, if he was to make a mistake, if he was to, oh, and, and like I found out just randomly today but there was like an Instagram video where he gets really angry because he lost a basketball he was playing a basketball game at the arcade with his wife and he got really angry and you know the Instagram video got taken off like Haley took it off his wife because obviously there was a lot of like negative comments made about his the way he reacted I get it I'm like all right you probably didn't need to react that way but Deep down inside, I feel like I know Justin, like I feel like we're tight like that, that I'm like, the guy has a fear of failing. The guy is a perfectionist. The guy does not like to lose. The guy likes to be... Be a winner at everything because he's so scared of letting people down, like I see the kid, and I say the kid, but not a really disrespectful, word, but I see this young guy, and i'm like, you don't you see his outbursts over like a simple arcade game. I see that this guy has such a big fear of failing that even an arcade game triggers anxiety and you know, an ability to not control his emotions. Like I could see it in such a different way. And, you know, I think within the church, I think within, you know, the groups that we associate with through our churches, through our local community, I feel that at some some point we can put people up on a pedestal and idolize them. We can put them up in really high positions and expect the world of them and some. Sometimes I'm like, I think people think church volunteers are supposed to be superheroes because the amount that is expected of them is just ridiculous. But I feel that if at some point, if we could just allow everyone to just be human enough, allow everyone to fail allow everyone to maybe not make the same choices that we make and to give them that space to do that and still be there for them. I believe that church would be such a different place. I believe that people would come to church with such a transparency, which, with such a genuine spirit, that they wouldn't have to do the happy Sabbath. And I read my lesson, but I actually got nothing out of it. But I did it just so I could tick it off so that people knew I did the lesson. And, um yeah, I, I did my prayer and, you know, I did go to youth group and I did do all of that. But if we could allow people to just go through that season of their life and that season of their journey... <clears throat> In the safety of knowing that whenever they finish with that season, whenever they finish with that chapter, whenever they finish with if it's rebellion, whether it's depression, whether it's sin, whether it's resentment, whatever it is, I wish that churches could be a place where they know that when they're ready to come back, we'll be here for them. And I think that's something that I really want to be sensitive to for anyone who has been hurt by the church, I was listening to a podcast and it's by, um, it's Jackie Hill Perry, which is someone that I really like to listen to. Uh, she is from an evangelical Pentecostal church and they have a podcast called 30 minutes with the Perry's. And, um, for anyone who's interested, um, it's quite a, it's a really good podcast. Um, The backstory on Jackie Hill Perry is that she used to be a lesbian and she came out of that lifestyle and, you know, now she's married with kids and all that sort of stuff. But she just has such such a – anyway, okay, let me not shift completely off this thing. But anyway, listen to her podcast. She's really good. Listen to her stuff on YouTube, really encouraging. I really opened my eyes to seeing the battle that – gay people go through, but more than that, because I can understand the battle that gay people go through. I can understand the battle that all of us go through with our sins and our temptations. But more than anything, it just gave me such a better understanding that the solution isn't to stop the sin. The solution is always to find Christ. And whether your sin is being in a homosexual relationship or whether your sin is to be... um. To be lonely, whether your sin is that you resort to unhealthy habits, whether it is that you resort to, oh, I don't know what, what else to give you, um, codependencies, That's that's mine. Whatever it is that your sin is, regardless of what it is, the solution is always Christ. And that is something that I learned really early on from her ministry when I was watching a lot of her stuff, probably like three years ago um but she they did a podcast and it was um how to recover from church hurt and it was really interesting because she, the stuff that she speaks about came from evangelical pentecostal churches uh of what she experienced of what her and her husband experienced and I'm like and they were really hurt they were really hurt by their church and i believe sometimes whatever denomination we are sometimes we think that our church is the only one that hurts people No, it's any church that has humans in it that hurts people, whether you're Pentecostal, whether you're evangelical, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're a Methodist, a Baptist, an Adventist, whatever it is, whatever denomination you belong to, as long as there are humans there, you are at risk of getting hurt and... I I believe that if the church could be a church that was willing to be there for people, regardless of what season they are in, then if we can be the constant, if we can be the rock that can, and obviously through Christ, clearly through Christ, we can only ever be that for someone because otherwise our humanity steps in and guess what we do to people? We fail them. We hurt them. We let them down and we disappoint them. But If we can be that stability or that foundation for people in the sense that if we can help nurture people back from pain, back from sin, back from rebellion, back from disbelief, if they can come to us and find refuge so that they can be strengthened to find Christ in addition to that, or if they've found Christ and now they're wanting to seek Comfort and belonging from the church family. Then I I wish that that's what we could be. One thing that I learned from Justin's story is he had highs and he had lows, and I think when you have a look at celebrities and especially when you see like childhood like child superstars like this, who in their childhood they just the other person. I honestly I pray for Billy Eilish like. I can't wait for her to come to Christ. Just to see the influence that she is having on like the media, society, the world, I'm like, when that girl comes to Christ, I'm like, booyah. I'm, like, I'm going to be so excited. Um, but I pray for Billie Eilish. I literally pray for her and I have watched interviews of her. I don't really watch her music Given that I have like a bad history with horror movies, um, I used to watch too much of that stuff. Um, her movies, like her video clips, just really take me back to that and I don't want to go back to that. But I, I like to listen to some artist stuff just to get an idea of what they sort of promote. Uh, so I've listened to some of Taylor Swift's stuff, never listened to it before. I've listened to it recently just because I'm like, oh, I wonder what this – what song has just got like 8 million views in like two days, let me see what she's telling 8 million people, um, if I do it, it's more so for that, but um, yeah, if what I realised is, is that when people come to like a celebrity status like Justin Bieber has and Billie Eilish, even Taylor Swift, uh, she hit fame pretty early as well, but When people like that, I believe that when they hit fame, they have such a roller coaster of highs and lows because they're just trying to do life in addition to being a celebrity. And if if life is hard for us, if life sucks for us, just add the pressure of the world and the expectations of the world on you no matter these poor kids get messed up and go, go to rehab and end up with drug addictions and end up in jail, and, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And I know for me personally, like, I have been in the Adventist church for, you know, 20 years. And I could say I've grown up the bulk of my life, obviously, in the Adventist church. But I have seen young people leave the church and often we use that as the biggest marker as to where someone is in their spirituality. When they leave church and they stop coming to youth programs and they stop coming to church on Sabbath, we're like, oh, you know, they've lost their faith. Not always, not always. They're just at a point where church doesn't really serve much of a purpose for them and that's where they've made that choice. But that doesn't mean that they've actually turned their back on God. But in those 20 years, I have seen people seeing people come to church and seeing people leave the church. I have seen young people who had, you know, from what I would say, extremely faithful parents uh, who maybe were very, I, I compare it to me, I'm like very active in the church, always involved in everything, encourage their kids to be involved in like ministry work and outreach and community work and and then their kids like leave the church. And you're like, what on earth? What happened there? <clears throat> and honestly, I can say that I have, I have heard church members that when a young person has left the church and then come back to church, I have heard people say, I wonder how long it's going to last. And that has never, ever sat well with me. Apart from the fact that you're already doubting the experience that that person is having and you're already like speaking death into their experience but in addition to that if my child ran away and my child came back like I'm not going to be like I wonder how long they're going to stay here for like my first reaction would be like I'm so glad to have you back Regardless of whether deep down inside I thought that was gonna like last, whether they were gonna like stay with me long term or not, I would just be thankful that they're back. And I think sometimes within the church we don't allow people to have their seasons, to go through their lows and to go through their highs and to just be there for them. I believe that sometimes within the church, and I have seen it and I have experienced, and by God's grace, I pray that I have never done it to anyone, but. I pray that when our young people or even when our adults, and I have seen adults turn their back on on God. I mean, I was 35 last year and I could have literally turned my back on God um, because of, of the disappointment that I had experienced. If we can allow people to go through those seasons, understanding that if they ever come back, let us rejoice. Let us be there. Let us treat them the same as they were treated inside the church when we see them outside the church. Uh, there is a particular person that I know who has gone through um, addiction, and you know sometimes sometimes I think there are some people who when people are outside the church, we can fall into the trap of. Not seeing them as any anything less, but sometimes we feel like in their decision making, maybe in their rebellion, maybe in their sin, maybe in their weakness, maybe in the difficulties that they're experiencing, we tend to avoid people. Um, We tend to avoid them, and as a result, they feel like there is a disconnect. They. these people feel like no one cares about them, they feel like we're better than them because we don't want to talk to them anymore, we don't want to spend time with them anymore because they simply don't come to church or because they're living a lifestyle that maybe they're making lifestyle choices that are contrary to what they've grown up believing or what we know they should be doing kind of thing and I think that that's where we have to be really sensitive that as they go through their dark periods, as they go through their Moments of sin, for whatever reason, whether it's because they're experimenting, whether it's because they've just succumbed to their weakness, uh, whether they've just experienced trauma, and as a result, that's the way that they're coping with it at the moment. Whatever it is, if we can maintain the same level of friendship with these people, I believe that that is going to be more restorative, then, oh, they turn, they're not coming to church anymore and they're doing this and this and that. And when you see them on the street, it's just like this awkward sense of like, oh, let me just look the other way or let me cross the road or uh, whatever it is. I believe if we can be really sensitive to the fact that whatever season you're in, just remember, I'm still there for you. The same as I was when you were in a better season or a more committed, spiritual, following Christ season. Um, I really felt like that was really important. And as Justin, as they interview different people um, on the documentary, so they have like his manager, they have like a creative assistant, they have all these people that they interview who have been there from when he was a little kid, like 15 or 13. I think the kid was like 13 when he started. 13 through until now. I don't even know how old he is. Until now, until he's been married. And they tell you, like, we were always there. Like, we saw Justin at his best. We saw him when, you know, he, he just... He became famous like instantly, overnight kind of thing. And we were there when he had his tour on and he was doing I don't know how many hundreds of shows around the world. And we saw him at that and then we also saw him when he was charged for I think it was drink driving and drugs like we saw him when he was in jail. We saw him when he was in court. We saw him when he was there. We saw him when he was like going through depression. We saw him when he was suicidal. We were there for him when he was going through that. And then they're like, and now we've seen him on the recovery. We've seen him going back to, to his best, to his healthiest, to his happiest. We've seen him with his wife. We've seen him when he broke up with Selena Gomez, whatever the other girl is, <clears throat> They were Justin's constants and in in the documentary, he expresses his love and how important it was to have them as his constants and I pray and hope that the church can always be the constant for people in their life, whether it is in their journey back to Christ or whether it is in their journey turning their back on Christ. I pray and hope that the church can always be there for people, that we can always be willing to nurture them, care for them, love them, respect them, even when their choice is contrary to what we would desire for them. I just pray that as people go through their different seasons in their Christian walk and the different seasons in their life. And even if they go through a season where they decided, you know what, this Christianity thing is just not for me, my prayer and my hope and my desire is that people can look to us and be like, but you know what, that Adventist friend, they never turned their back on me, even though they knew I wasn't living a life according to what we grew up as, according to what we were told in Sabbath school, according to what the Bible said, and um. I pray that we can cultivate that kind of culture within our church that even in the seasons of rebellion and darkness, you know what? We're going to be here for you. Uh, Just as God does, I, I always reflect on like, I don't think I will ever completely comprehend the goodness of God even in, you know, the last year that I've gone through to really comprehend that. God is always there. He's always there patiently, patiently waiting for us to reach out to Him. I feel like God's hand is always there, like it's just there. It's, it's stretched out. It's within an arm's length of us. But He's not going to get any closer unless we're willing or inviting Him to come that little bit closer. I feel that even in the darkest periods of our lives, and even in my life, God was always there. And as humans, and I know that for me, as a parent, like when my kids like are saying the nastiest stuff to me, when they're like just just off, they're just like a little ball of refinement. Um, When they're at their worst, I'm constantly reminded by God, like, just remember how I respond to you at your worst. Remember what I, what I do to you and how I treat you at your worst. And don't you dare, like, God's like, don't you dare think that they deserve any less than what I give you. And you, like me as a mother... You better aim to respond in the same loving way that God responds to you every single day. And I pray that as a church we can do that for people outside of our family. that we can do that for people um, wherever they are, whatever chapter, if it's like Justin if they're at their peak at the the like celebrity on tour, or whether that they're at their worst, whether they're in jail, about to go back into who knows what kind of lifestyle I know for me personally I have some people that are really really close to me uh, people that I love dearly who at the moment are making choices that break my heart and it's really it's not hard to be there for them I can tell you that much it's it's I will always be there for them and I've always told them that and they know that Um, and I have demonstrated that in many ways but It breaks my heart to see the choices that they're making and just to see the pain that is caused by the choices that they're making, that's hard to be constant. That's hard for me to sort of continue to watch and to remain constant in the sense that to not let my anger for their pain and for their choices affect how I treat them. Because honestly, like, I get to the point where I'm like, I'm getting so angry that you're allowing yourself to get so hurt and that you're allowing like more trauma and more negativity into your life. That's what hurts me. That's what gets me angry. The fact that I'm going to be there, regardless of how much I'm having to pick them up off the ground and put them back together, like, that doesn't affect me. But the pain and the anger that is caused from the choices that they make that that is hard. That's what I'm struggling with. But um yeah I'll be there for them. And I I promise to be there for them during the this dark season. And yeah I'll be there for them when they're back up the top and when they're having a celebrity status with Jesus and for Jesus when they're when they're back at their at their best and at their highest and at their most fulfilling with Christ. Um, I want to be there as well. I can't wait to be there for that again. So, yeah, I hope that we can all do that for someone. um, Regardless of what their struggle is, regardless of what their choices are, um, may they look back on their journey, may they look back on their life and say, you know what, even though I turned my back on the church Even though I turned my back on Christ, there was that one Christian friend who just was always there and never treated me any different, whether I was in the church or out of the church. Um, Yeah, may we be that for them. So my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that we stay warm in God's love, that we stay cool for Jesus' name. And, yeah, by the Holy Spirit, may we be there for everyone's season, whether it's a it's a high and bright one or if it's a low and dark season in their life. May we continue to be the constant of what Christ is for us and what God is for us and what the Holy Spirit is for us because the Holy Spirit is always there regardless of what season we're in. All right, guys, till next week. Yeah, we'll be chatting later. All right, ciao for now.